Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. How are you? News, information, comment, devotion, Bible? You've landed. We'll get started with the news in just one minute. I've shared with you before doing the news. I'm a Christian. I'm a pastor, believer in the Word of God. When I was at the television station in Greenville, South Carolina, we had 62 people on staff. Count them, 62 in the newsroom and in engineering and all those various areas, giving the second largest news team in the state of South Carolina. But out of those 62, only two profess faith in Christ. Our actions, our stories, all reflected a belief system. Reporters, by and large, have a world belief system. Yeah, there is no God, and we're going to tell you how it is and how it should be and why we think this and why we think that. That's the difference, my friend. You'll know when you're listening to a Christian news person, or you will, even on secular television. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. But for the most part, when you tune into your radio or television news, you're not going to hear the whole truth. Just getting in my two cents to start the day. What in the world is going on? What? My flight canceled again. What is the White House announced today? The president, mail-in President Joe Biden, has been briefed on the massive FAA outage. When's the last time they canceled all flights in the country? Was that 9-11? Anyway... Though asserting that there's no evidence anything was caused by a cyber attack so far, Biden has been briefed by Secretary of Transportation on everything going on this morning, the FAA system outage. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre tweeted at 7 o'clock this morning, there's no evidence of any cyber attack at this point, but the president directed the Department of Transportation to conduct a full investigation into what in the world is going on. The FAA system failure prompted massive flight delays this morning. All domestic departures grounded until 9 o'clock through the FAA. And they said some departures were resuming in Newark, Liberty, Atlanta, Hartsfield, Jackson. Due to air traffic congestion in those areas, it is a big mess. Oh, we're so fragile in this country, aren't we? Sure we are. Well, it's been a while since she really made a lot of news. She's still a nutcase, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the New York Congresswoman and environmentalist, took on a lot of heat after she mocked Representative Ronnie Jackson of Texas for tweeting that he would never give up his gas stove. Well, neither would we at the Patton House. We've always had gas. The exchange went viral with Cortez's post racking up more than 73,000 likes on Twitter, did you know that the ongoing exposure to NO2 from gas stoves is linked to reduced cognitive performance? That's what she tweeted. Oh, I'm telling you, everybody, they must be drinking strange Kool-Aid or smoking something that's not right. Where is all of this stuff coming from? You're going to loot. No wonder. <laughs> I'm such a nutcase. We've got too much gas in this house. I mean, if there has ever been an argument for gaslighting, we're loaded today. Well, the president of Mexico slammed 
our so-called president yesterday. Actually, he challenged Sleepy Joe on his forgetfulness, really, to help Latin American countries during the North American Leaders Summit. He also encouraged him to prioritize fixing this migration crisis. Mexico sees it as a migration crisis. Here in America, no crisis. Everything's fine. While public comments mostly struck a positive tone, Lopez Abrador, the president there, pressed Biden over his abandonment and his forgetfulness to help Central American countries. This is the moment for us to determine to do away with this abandonment, this disdain, this forgetfulness for Latin America and the Caribbean. Can you imagine talking to a U.S. president like that? That would not go down well with most real leaders. Oh, boy. Joe is not a real leader. Well, I hate to do it, but we need to take a, a little mini trip here to the dark side over there in Moronville. I'm still amazed. A recent scientific American opinion has been blasted from coast to coast for using the cardiac arrest of the NFL player DeMar Hamlin to suggest that football's violence disproportionately affects all black men. Duke University anthropologist professor Tracy Canada, that's an easy name to remember, Canada, wrote a piece last week saying this, DeMar Hamlin's collapse highlights the violence that black men experience in football during what she claimed, and some are jumping on this bandwagon, the anti-blackness of this system is inescapable. These people are... Where is my gun? And in news that isn't news really doesn't mean anything. They had the, what was it, the golden ball or... No, that was yesterday. The Golden Globes, that's it. Kevin Costner announced he would miss it due to flooding. Flooding in California. Can you believe it? The 67-year-old Yellowstone star, who was nominated for Best Actor in a Drama Series, said he couldn't make it. He and his wife, Christine, would be absent. Hi, everyone. Look, I'm so sorry to everyone who might have been tuning in to watch the Golden Globes. Chris and I aren't going to be there. He said in a video he posted that... Uh, well, yesterday we had to pull the kids out of school. Yeah. <laughs> Care. Um, good grief, Charlie Brown. This is big news in the United States. Should have been the lead story, I guess. Kevin can't make it. I don't know. Just looking over all the news stories today. I got it. What in the world is going? That's what I've got to ask. So here's the question. Can this world, this new America, get any more sick? Remember what God said at the Tower of Babel? As the Lord said, behold, they are one people and they have one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. That's Genesis chapter 11, verse 6. Genesis 6, 5, before the flood, the Lord said that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil. What? Continually. In the new America, we're becoming more debased, corrupt, immoral, wicked, perverted, reprobate, debauched, evil, and sinful. The world is sick, and the only medicine that's going to cure that is the truth of the Word of God and the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Proverbs 4, 20-22, My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. More news right after this. I know, I know. I hear it all the time. I don't believe in mixing religion and politics. But for a follower of Jesus Christ, it's impossible to exclude God from any area of your life, including politics. In the Greek, politics refers to the behavior of citizens of a country. Paul realized his rights and privileges as a citizen of heaven extended on earth, and we, as God's children, likewise have dual citizenship. Being part of God's kingdom means countless privileges. We're related to the Father, we have Jesus as our personal Savior, and we know the forgiveness He offers. What's more, we have access to all the promises of Scripture, as well as to the very throne of God. We also have an obligation to live out life the way God designed it to be. In Matthew 5, 13-16, Jesus said, Believers are the salt and the light of what? There to be a means in which the culture is penetrated, flavored, preserved, healed, and rescued from darkness. It is important. Somebody sent me an excerpt, a couple of minutes long, of all the honor and glory the President of the United States has paid in his speeches to Almighty God that nothing works, politics, life itself, without God. Oh, that is so good to hear. Dual citizenship, you got it. In case you missed it, in case you missed it with Donald Trump mishandling all those classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, it is absolute treason to the left-leaning loonies. With the mail-in President Joe Biden, it's just a big nothing burger. No big deal. Let's get on with real news. Oh, I declare, people, this is the world you're living in, the new America, a flood of evil. Hey, how evil is man anyway? Husband and wife teams that go south, the art fraudster, that's what they're calling, and husband who is criminally charged with impeding an investigation into his wife's mysterious disappearance. From New Year's Day has been branded as a sociopath and physically violent in court documents that allege he plundered his dead father's estate. Brian Walsh, whose wife Anna, who has been missing from their home since New Year's Day, was cut out of his neurologist father's will, but the art fraudster allegedly destroyed those documents in 2018 and then looted the estate, according to federal prosecutors. What a mess! So it's hard to figure some of these things out, isn't it? So is this from last week or last decade? Well, we never had this kind of excitement when I was in Greenville, South Carolina. A former pastor from a mega church there on Sunday defended the church's controversial current lead pastor, who during an impassioned guest sermon said, I cut people. What? I cut people, in an apparent threat directed at a local news outlet. The Greenville News had been reporting on the recent controversy sending around John Gray, the current pastor of Relentless Church, whose purchase of a $200,000 Lamborghini for his wife drew some backlash. Here we go again. 
Former pastor Hope Carpenter apparently took issue with the reporting toward the end of her address, former pastor, her address during the Sunday sermon video of which was posted to YouTube. She said, I love you, Pastor John and Pastor Avatar. I believe in you. I'm praying for you. I'm rooting for you. Before adding, I cut people. I got a knife right here in this pocket book. The closing message drew a loud applause and cheer from the crowd. All kinds of things happen in this new America. I wonder if Bob Jones University down there had any response to that. That church didn't even exist when I was down there. Big, big church. What else is happening? Today's the day. Goldman Sachs going to lay off 3,200 people as part of their largest cost-cutting efforts in 15 years. While the Biden administration's student loan debt wipeout is being held up at the Supreme Court, the Education Department is moving ahead with another student debt revamp to lessen the burden for borrowers. This proposal would change the rules of existing income-driven repayment plans to slice the payments millions of borrowers need to make on their loans by more than 50%, allowing them to pay off their debt more quickly. Yeah. The French government released plans to gradually raise the age of retirement by two years to 64 years of age in the hopes it'll boost employment among seniors and put funds back into a very strained pension system. That's France. This is a part of that world I really don't understand. Microsoft reportedly preparing for its largest startup in history, a $10 billion stake in open artificial intelligence. It could value that research lab at $29 billion. It's called OpenAI, the creator of potentially groundbreaking tools of artificial intelligence with things like helping high schoolers cheat on their English essays. It's the new America. So you live in Chicago where everything seems to go wrong. While people are trying to decide there, what are we going to do with the number one draft pick in the National Football League coming up? Hey, the Windy City drivers there wasted an average of 155 hours a year setting in traffic, making Chicago the worst U.S. city for congestion, according to a new report out. More good news for Chicago. In a negative way, they can shout out, we're number one. And finally, who said that? Something that I totally agree with, by the way. Dogs have no idea how wonderful they really are. They just wander around making the world a better place. Love them dogs. So the question might be, who do you trust in America? You know, the most trusted profession in this country is a nurse. How many years in a row has that been number one? Along with that, pharmacists, really? And doctors? Oh, yeah. And then... Somehow we get lumped in with the left-leaning loonies. Some of the least trusted people in this country are lawyers. Now, I wonder why that is, but here's the sad note, my friend. <laughs> Journalists or radio and television people like me are below lawyers in the trust category. Do you still love me? Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. I know, it's it's a problem. I would like my friend in Timbuktu to be able to hear Hello World. Well, hey, they can go to the Internet, 
www.whcbradio.com or org and listen live every day, 1230 Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or they can go uh, where? Archived? Do you want to hear yesterday's program? Go to gregpatton.com, G-R-E-G-P-A-T-T-E-N.com, right on the front page. Click on iTunes there and listen to all of them for the last months and months. It's a good deal, my friend. We're grateful you're excited about the program and you want others to hear around the country, so give them the website. They can listen to same time you are. And a big shout-out and thank you to those that support Greg Patton Ministries through our local church, The Cross, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Heading for 35 years. Have I been there that long? Some really nice gifts lately. Thank you so very, very much to keep things rolling here. Again, a big thank you to all of those that thought of us during the Christmas season. Love gifts, lots of love out there. Thank you very much. So yesterday we talked about the foundation and what you believe as a Christian. We talked about the Bible, the Godhead, how important it is in knowing about the Trinity, Satan and his demons. What do you know about that? Man. You know, God created man in his image in order to love us and fellowship with us. We're also privileged to glorify and serve God. But when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, man's relationship with the Creator changed, did it not? At the same time, man's very nature became corrupt so that each of us is born with our will inclined away from God. Consequently, we're separated from our holy, perfect Heavenly Father. But God provided for man's sin with His redemptive plan, the sacrifice of His Son, Jesus. No man can earn God's forgiveness or acceptance. It's a lie of Satan that any of us can substitute good works for the grace of Jesus Christ. Whatever goodness we have, whatever works we perform, they amount to, well, nothing. Filthy rags, dung, in terms of meriting salvation, that is, Isaiah chapter 64 and verse 6. But redemption works in our life to change our nature and bend it back toward God. That's man. Salvation? Well, the simplest way to define all of this in salvation is the gift of God's grace, whereby He provides forgiveness for our sins. Throughout the Old Testament, God's faithful people brought animal sacrifices to the altar in order to atone for their sins. These blood offerings foreshadowed the once and for all sacrifice that was to come. Jesus Christ, whom John the Baptist rightly called the Lamb of God, died on an old rugged cross as a substitute for us. That is, at the time of the Savior's death, God the Father placed all sin of all time of mankind, past, present, and future, upon Jesus. So our sin debt was paid in absolute fullness, and now we are sealed in the Holy Spirit and eternally secure. Salvation is by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. It's not something we receive based upon our behavior, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. People who are saved do good works as an extension of that changed nature. The Lord said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. John 14, 6. However, God gave mankind a free will. We have a choice to receive the gift of grace or to reject Jesus Christ. 
No matter what you believe about God or how good you try to be, if you reject the Son, Jesus, you have chosen not to receive the gift of God's salvation. That's foundation, man, salvation. What about the church? The church. The church is the whole body of Jesus Christ, believers from every part of the globe. It has nothing to do whether, well, you're a Baptist or a Methodist or a Catholic or any other denomination. If you have trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you are a part of the body of Christ, and God is your Heavenly Father. Followers of Jesus are to express their love for one another by encouraging and helping and praying for fellow believers. Our conduct should be in keeping with the one we call Lord and Master of our life. Isn't that true? We meet in local groups to serve the Lord. The clear work of the church is to reach out and bring people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. In addition, we instruct believers so that they may grow in their relationship to God, discipleship. Within the church, we practice two scriptural ordinances, baptism and the Lord's Supper. Baptism, by immersion, is a picture of what happens to every single person who is saved. We have been put to death, our old life put to death, and we've risen to walk in the fullness and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our character, our conversation, our conduct are different because we have a new spirit. Now we are born again. Hallelujah. Baptism does not save you. Instead, you express obedience to Jesus Christ's call when you're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You're identifying. You're showing people out there what happened to you. Matthew 28, 20. Likewise, the Lord's Supper is not an optional idea either, but it too is an expression of obedience. When we practice communion, we rejoice in the blood of the new covenant between God and His children. Instead of an animal sacrifice, there is one perfect sacrifice who shed his blood. When we receive the elements representing Jesus' body and blood, it's time to celebrate our forgiveness. Even more than that, we commemorate the Lord's resurrection and joyfully anticipate his return. So you see, it's basic. Every one of these issues is an essential part of the Christian belief system. Sure. What do I believe about the Bible? 2 Timothy 3.16, God breathe. What do I believe about the Godhead? It's a trinity, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth. Ezekiel 28.12-15 tells us God created Satan as a beautiful and eminent angel. He's real. The devil so desired to be like God that he rebelled against Almighty God and we know where that went. And man, God created man in his image in order to love us and fellowship with us. So important. And salvation, the simplest definition, the gift of God's grace, whereby he provides forgiveness of our sins. Jesus died on a cross that we might have life eternal. And the church, it's the whole body of Christ. Every believer is the church. As his children, we own the most precious book ever written. It's called the Bible. If we know what it says, we will know what we must believe to live for His glory. And today's tip of the day, you might want to think twice before you order any furniture from that organic furniture store. One guy said he ordered a bed. 
they sent him a tree trunk and a handsaw. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Come on, smile. It's a good medicine, my friend. Thanks so much for listening to Hello World. Greg Patton, G-R-E-G Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N on Facebook. Three of you contacted me yesterday alone. Thank you very much. My friend, again, it's hard to survive in this old world, but God is in control. Keep that in mind. Until tomorrow, that's the way it is on Wednesday, January the 11th, 2023. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Have a good one.